We welcome you to the Romantic Truth Podcast. The content of this podcast is intended for an adult audience due to the nature of sensitive subject matter and topics. Share the experience of Romantic Truth with friends on Google, CastBox, Spotify, Podcast Addict, Radio Public, Breakers, Apple, or any other podcast platform. Just type in Romantic Truth in the search and subscribe. Now, here is the host of Romantic Truth, Jowson. Hi everyone, Jowson with you here, Romantic Truth, Las Vegas. Are you jealous of your partner? I didn't ask you. Excuse me, that was... uh, my little canine friend there that asked the, and tried to answer the question. Anyway, do you find yourself jealous? Is it a situation where someone's jealous of you? Family members, friends, coworkers, etc. Now I'm sure at some point you will run across this. And that's what this topic is today. It's what we're going to talk about, jealousy and relationships. Now, There are some of you ladies out there, believe it or not, that are jealous of other women because even though you may classify these women as loose, easy, whores or whatever, the interesting thing is there are some of you ladies out there that are jealous of those women because of the caliber of men that they attract. Even though they have a quantity of men, if that quantity of men is at a certain level with that quality that you can't attain, ooh-wee, jealousy ensues. Ladies, this is one of the reasons why a lot of you will classify a woman as a whore because she may have several suitors or lovers but they're all of a certain caliber. They're not thugged out. They're not broke. They're not the dregs. Now, a lot of women were jealous of people like Kim Kardashian and many other celebrities because these women, even though you call them different things, many of these women managed to still Yes, you're around different men or date different men, but here's the thing. The quality of those men, millionaires and billionaires as opposed to a guy that doesn't have a job, doesn't have a car. So you see the disparity. Fellas, I want you to know that this exists among women. There are some women who have this envy. It's what I call lowball envy. And that's all it is. It's the equivalent of the guy being jealous of the dude that has all the fine women. He's got these fine women. But here's the thing. A wiser guy would rather have a whole bunch of female friends than to have a whole bunch of girlfriends around them at one time. Because what that's going to lead to? A whole bunch of drama. But if you have these women that are perpetual friends who are vying for your position, guess what happens? 
you have a little bit longer longevity. Because the reason being, they look at it from the standpoint that, you know, why should I give up? I'm in the running. I like him. Now, what women are not going to do is hang around forever, right? But here's the thing. Being that she's already his friend, she's cool with that. She could deal with that because she's put men in the friend zone. So if he puts her in the friend zone and she still has a liking for him, she's all right with that. She knows she always has the downline power to date dudes that are not up to his level. She can date dudes on his level, but it comes down to where she really has a vested interest in him. So these downline guys may measure up in some capacity, but they probably won't have the appeal of the guy she's really going for. And women are very wise. They don't want to blow their opportunity with a guy that they really have their focus on. As men, sadly, we'll fuck it up. We don't care. And the reason why is because we get reckless a lot of times when we go for the women that we want. We become humble when we get the woman we can get. You see this a lot when men go out to cheat on their wives and girlfriends. They don't give a damn about the relationship they're in. They're pursuing that woman that probably rejected them in high school. That fine-ass cheerleader that he couldn't get back in the day. Now she's a little bit older. She's a grown woman. And therefore, she's going to have a little bit more decorum. So he doesn't have to be worried about getting dissed the way he got dissed back in the day. And I'm not talking about the same exact woman. I'm talking about a woman that fits that narrative for him. That he got dissed by in high school. Because at this point. He may feel as though. I got a shot. I got a chance. I got a second chance. On the opportunity that I missed out on. Now at this point. He's swinging to knock it out of the ballpark. This woman gives him the time of day. He's going to pursue this woman. No matter what it takes. He's going to be her fool. He's going to do stupid things. He's going to go out of his way to make sure she's happy. Whatever that means that he has to do, he's going to do it. Because what it comes down to in this instance, it's about her. It's more about her than it is about him. Now, the problem is, once he gets to that point where he thinks he's got things kind of consolidated with her that other woman he's, he was with she becomes secondary she's the secretary now I used to always call it secondary secretary, secretary and what this means is that she's a lower priority she's going to get the excuses that other woman is going to get all of his attention now of course this comes from what ladies low self esteem That's the reason why people cheat, for the most part. That is the premise. Something's not going right in your relationship, your marriage. Get down on it. You don't want to think about it anymore. You got to make yourself feel better. So you come out of this situation where you go and say you deserve better. 
Oh, yeah, it's a good placebo. But for the most part, what you've done is just uh, gaslighted yourself into a situation that is going to complicate your life even more. But now let's go on. There are some other elements that you have to realize with this whole jealousy thing. And that is, you'll have that person, and I've talked about this before, who may have a whole bunch of friends. And women do this a lot with men. Fellas, I I strongly advise you to meet all your woman's friends, family members, and everybody else as much as you can before you make a full commitment. I'm just going to put it out there. A lot of you ladies are not really going to like that. Because you may not have chemistry with the woman that's bringing you into that environment. You may have a better chemistry with her cousin, with her sister, with her best friend. And I know what you're saying. Oh, man, that's that's nasty. That's, that's messed up. You're using her. No, because, see, here's the thing. You guys could still be friends. And if you both acknowledge that it's not working and you see chemistry there, with someone else. Why cock block? Why play clear to clearance? Let it happen. Now a lot of people are not going to do that. No, their pride and ego get in the way. It happens a lot. I had a friend of mine one time. There was this one lady I was getting ready to talk to and I started, you know, introducing myself. And... She was very intuitive because she saw, you know, that we had drove there together. She says, uh, excuse me, who's your friend? And I was like, oh, that's Jake. And she's like, well, could you introduce me? Bam, there it was. But I appreciated her candor. She was very honest and frank and upfront. She wanted Jake more than me. I didn't have a problem with that. Some people would have been jealous, envious. I had no problem with it. I could truly say that. Now, here's the thing. That envy goes in different ways, in different directions. Take for instance, you may have a talent. Your partner may be jealous of that talent. You may be popular. You may be a celebrity. Your partner may be jealous of that celebrity, especially if they started out with you and watch you grow into that role, how are you going to handle that? How are you going to handle the changes in the relationship, the growth, the person that goes up the career ladder and you may not be climbing as fast? How secure are you in yourself? How secure are you with your partner? Is it a situation where you're going to be intimidated by that growth? These are things you all have to think about. People are going to change, even in relationships. Think about those of you who have been in relationships since you were a teenager with your sweetheart, and now you're older. And you're looking back, and you're like, damn. And you're saying to yourself, we grew a lot, honey. You had to. In order for you to stay together, you will have to grow. If not the growth of the relationship becomes stunted and when that happens trust me you're going to have problems some of the problems are going to be jealousy 
You're going to look at that partner as outdoing you, outpacing you in the relationship, making you feel less than. And many times it's not by them doing anything. It could just be because of the fact that they're progressing through their lives a little bit faster than you. Now, some marriages and relationships are predicated on competition. You're going to outdo your partner. You're going to outlast your partner. You're going to outgrow your partner. You're going to out, out, out your partner. That's all well and good and good spirit and fun. It builds the tension in the relationship. As far as, you know, sexual tension I'm talking about. However, some people do it and they really take it to heart if their partner outdoes them. A person with low self-esteem and who retains that by coddling it is going to be the worst partner you've ever been with. Because you will find yourself having to shore this person up emotionally every few feet. I'm not talking miles in a relationship. I'm not talking kilometers. Every few feet. Been there, done that. Some of you folks have dealt with that. I have broken up with a many women because of that. Because I was not going to try to deal with it. At first, I used to. At first, I'd go and try to deal with it. But what I found was that they were so comfortable going negative and being negative about themselves and negative about everything that I said, you know what? What the hell am I doing? That's energy I'm wasting on them that I need to spend on myself. And after a while, you start to realize that it it doesn't make sense. And you quit doing it. Now, another thing you have to look at too. That person who's jealous may also have a narrative going in their head. You're thinking everything's fine in a relationship. They're looking at you from the standpoint you attract more men than I attract women. If you're a lady, he's a guy, take rest, he might be an average looking guy, you're an attractive woman, and he knows he's caught the hubcap of the car. And what does the dog do when he catches the car? He sits there and looks at the wheel because the excitement is over. In this case, he becomes very defensive, very protective. He may may even try to take it where his partner, female partner, has to dummy herself down, dress herself down a bit because of his insecurity. He becomes so insecure, he doesn't want her wearing makeup and lipstick. He's so insecure, he wants her to give up her job and get a, get a job at a cashier, as a cashier because her job now will put her in another orbit when it comes to income. He's so insecure that he doesn't want her to go to school. He's so insecure he doesn't want her to talk to her family and friends. He wants to isolate her because that's his way of controlling her. I got something beautiful that I wanted and that other men wanted. But let me take her off the market, way off the market, onto this private property of my heart where I know I don't have to worry about anybody encroaching on it. And then, of course, the accusations of cheating will come in at some point. 
to justify even this person's insecurity tightening even more. It's a process. And it all comes from low self-esteem. It needs to be the very people that talk about being an alpha male beating their chest. They tell themselves this to give themselves confidence to do what they're trying to do which is address an inferiority complex that they have within themselves. Confident men and women don't do that shit. They'll become intimidated. What they do is they look at their partner and say, I made a damn good choice. All these men want her. She's educated. She's smart. She's going up with her career. Keep doing it, baby. I'm going to compete against you. I'm going to take my ass back to school and guess what? I'm going to have my own lane in life. And we're going to run this together. That's what a real man does. He challenges his woman and his woman challenges him. He doesn't sit there and feel sorry for himself. Start trying to isolate her. Start whooping her ass and all that other shit. Try to bring her down to a level where her self-esteem is so low that she loses confidence in herself. But you ladies, sometimes you insist on getting that macho man. And then later on in life, you resent the fact that you did. We'll talk more in a moment. Now let's continue on with jealousy. There are a few things that you need to know about this emotion. It will force you to do things that you normally wouldn't do. Especially if passion fuels that jealousy. Now, there are some people, and women usually do this. They will make a man jealous by flirting with other men by accepting compliments from other men. And a lot of times, women who do this, who are in the presence of their man, a woman who respects a man, guess what she's going to do? She's going to cling on to him. I remember one time in particular when Monica received a compliment from a gentleman. We were at this thing at the uh, Beverly Pavilion, this function, I think it was for cancer society or something and this gentleman he was very suave debonair and everything and he told her he says you look gorgeous tonight and she turned to me and she said yes I know because I do it for him talking about me and she puckered her lips and gave me a kiss and I thought that was very considerate because she could have very well taken that compliment and gloated in it. And she told me, she says, I appreciated his compliment, but the way I looked at it, I didn't dress like this for him. I dressed like this for you. Now, she preempted any kind of jealousy that she thought I would have by doing so. But here's the interesting thing. Some women do this for attention. They go out and 
Get those compliments from men. Carry on conversations with them while they're with their man. Just for the attention. Now, here's the thing too. A lot of times this means that they want to have another opinion about their beauty or about their looks. Another form of affirmation. You know when you're a child and you do something very well and your parents compliment you for it and you don't quite feel as though you've been congratulated enough and you go over to somebody who doesn't have that relationship with you and you get validation from them and you value that validation over the one of your parents because it's routine, you know they love you. But it's the same thing in relationships sometimes. They feel as though that person you're with, it becomes marginalized, you become routine, you become like a family member. So things don't resonate as much. So if you tell your wife or girlfriend she's beautiful, she may smile, but she may not believe it. She may not feel as though she's validated, especially if she's, you know, up in age a bit or she's had children, or has an opinion of herself that's not so positive. She may want to try to seek out that affirmation from other men. So, she may be at work. Somebody compliment her on a hairdo, compliment her on an outfit. In some cases, that carries more weight with them than a compliment from their husband or boyfriend. Because then they can say, I still got it. And that means a lot to some. It depends on their self-perception. Now, here's the other aspect of it. With this jealousy, some people are also punished. So their partner that's going out getting the compliments, the accolades, or you come back and you say, you know, two of the guys at my job think that I'm hot. Depending on how secure your man is, you have to watch how you say that. Fellas, same thing with your woman. Yeah, the women at work, they all over me. Your woman probably said, oh, really? Well, we might have to take a look at that. Now, here's the thing. With women, you have to remember they're very competitive among each other. So, when this happens, it gets to a point where she probably wants to see the woman. Point her out. She wants to get a good look at her. Depending on her level of discipline, she might want to confront the woman. Or she may see her and say, hmm, and discount her like, you talking about that thing right there? Or she may look at her and if she's hot, she may go and try to make herself up to look like that woman in order to be more appealing to you. But fellas, it's not a good thing to do this with women. Because you can strike their emotions because they are under a lot of pressure from other women. Women are very vicious with each other. Now, here's the other thing you have to consider. Men, what we do, we make women jealous 
based on the time we spend with them. Women, on the other hand, make us jealous on the emotions that they share with other people. Now, let me explain this. See, when a man is upset with his woman, he may decide to do other things. Go out and play golf. He'll, he'll think of something else to do than to be with her. What he wants to do a lot of times is to show her, I got all this time that could have been spent with you, and guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to piss it off and waste it. Hitting a damn ball. Going to a football game. Going to the bar to drink a beer. That's your punishment. Emotional abandonment. Now, for the woman, she may find those compliments, that attention from someone else as being engaging. And I'll tell you one thing, ladies, that you should never do to a man. Never become too close of friends with a man and tell him something like if I wasn't married or if I if you weren't available I would be with you or something of that sort because at that point what you're doing is you're letting him know up front I got a shot and he's going to try to take it even though you may be with someone else and whatever you do for goodness sake don't come home talking about how you admire this other man and honey you should be like him You should dress like him. You should act like him. If a man told that to you, ladies, you'd slap the shit out of him and you know it. So, we know that that's not working both ways, right? So, women will use that exile. And let me explain something here. Emotional abandonment means that the man is not going to spend that time with you He's not going to have that quality time with you where he could hug, kiss, caress you, have conversations. He's going to keep himself busy. When that woman gives a man emotional exile, she's doing everything she normally does in a relationship, except she does not get involved with him in any kind of intimate way. The difference is the man usually leaves to go play ball or do whatever the hell he's going to do, the woman usually stays at the house and isolates him that way. And for a man, that's the worst kind of isolation ever. And a lot of women will go and leverage that against the man, put it in his face. I'm a woman in your house. I'm walking around damn near naked. And you can't do nothing about it because you can't get to me emotionally because I'm pissed at you. Your punishment is you're looking at me through a plate glass window, wish you could sleep with me, wish you could make love to me, but you can't because I won't allow it. That's his punishment. Now, jealousy can lead to that point. But you have to remember, it's all predicated on what a person has and what a person gives. 
I'll give you an example. A woman goes and engages a conversation with a man while she's with her husband. Take, for instance, you're at a company party, Christmas party, and she's mingling with the employees. And she has a co-worker, male co-worker, that she constantly talks to on a regular basis. And she does the courtesy of introducing you to that male co-worker as a man. And then they branch off to have another conversation about whatever's going on at work. She encourages you to mingle. Now, you may feel a little bit uncomfortable. This dude is talking to my woman, and we should be together, and you don't really like it. However, the jealousy ensues because she's giving her time to this man, and in turn, he has her attention. And so the way you have it, the way you're looking at it is, I don't have her time, and I don't have her attention. But you don't want to come across as needy. Now, even though the conversation only lasts a couple of minutes or so, you feel kind of lost. You don't know any of the other people there. Other people come up to you. They're shaking your hands, introducing themselves. And they're constantly giving information out about how well your woman is working in the company and that kind of thing. And then she comes back. So for a moment there, you might have felt as though, damn, I'm lost, I feel out of place. Now some people would say that this is petty. But believe you me, there are some people, you have to tend to them like that, like they're children in a way. And there are others that are secure in a relationship is not a big thing. I will never forget where I used to work. There used to be this gorgeous woman that was our receptionist. And she was mid-30s. Very attractive, though. Very professional. Everybody knew her husband. Husband was a good guy. We all liked him. He always would come down and he had a joke. And I'll never forget we had a new guy that they had just hired. Oh, he bought her flowers and he wanted to be her Prince Charming. And it was so funny. She says, little kid, sit down. The guy was like 19. She says, sit down. She said, you see this ring on my finger? She said, don't you realize it took 10 years for us to save up as a couple so I could get a full set of bands for my finger, ring and all. She said, there's no way in the hell I'm going to let that investment ever go away. Because that man worked so hard to get me into his life. The last thing I'm going to do is give him up. And it kind of crushed his feelings a little bit, but what she had to do was let him know she was very married. And everybody respected her. She never was flirtatious or salacious or anything like that. She was very professional. Now, here's the thing. Her husband, on the other hand, was funny, cracked jokes, but he was also very insecure. And we realized that one day, 
when he and her boss had a few words. He was upset because the boss called the house. And the only reason why he called the house was to ask if she was going to be in work the next day. And of course, it made everybody feel kind of uneasy. And she thought she was in so much trouble. And the boss said, no, I understand. He says, from now on, if you're not going to be in, call me. I'm not calling you at the end. And he just wanted to know if she was going to be in because they were going to get a temp to come in and work in her place that day. But after seeing that, he started to realize, damn, he came in so confident, great guy, cracked jokes. But guess what? He had an Achilles heel of insecurity. And you'd be surprised how many confident people are insecure. We'll talk more in a moment. Income, lifestyle, career. All these things weigh heavy when it comes to a person who has insecurity. And jealousy is right underneath the surface for many of them when they put themselves in a point where they don't think as though they don't measure up. See, the one thing about jealousy is this. It's a sense of feeling of something that you don't have that if you had it, you'd feel better about yourself. You look at any car commercial. The guy's in a convertible car, sports car, he's driving around, he's got the beautiful woman to his side. And he's driving around, that commercial's basically telling you, if you don't have a car like this, you ain't crap. Because that's what marketing is designed to do, to make you jealous, to make you feel emotionally so you will go and react. It's a call to action. Oh, hell, I better get that car to feel better about myself. That's what it comes down to. Now, other fears of jealousy. Losing your girl. So you start to cordon her off from the rest of society and the rest of men. I had one friend of mine, this is no exaggeration. A man could not call his house after 8 o'clock at night because he didn't talk to men after 8. And his wife, whether it was a family member or anyone, the call would have to go through him first. And he would screen the calls before she could get on the phone. He would check her cell phone regularly. It was really a pathetic situation. And I kept telling him about that. I said, man, you know, you're going to lose her. Oh, man, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. You stay away. Don't put, your, don't put my wife's name in your mouth. And I'm like, okay. Because he always was so defensive. Until one day he came home, and all he had was a note on the coffee table because she had left his ass. She had taken everything. 
and he was never able to get her back again. She went on a divorce, went on to remarry years later. He had a good woman, but he had isolated her in such a way it was pathetic. But now the interesting thing was, and this is the reason why we're no longer friends, he'd call me up at 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, tell me, hey, let's go out to the club. And I'm like, well, I'm just supposed to jump up and go because you want to go. But I can't call you at the same time and say, hey, I want to go to the club. Well, you know, I got to protect my woman, you know. I'm like, nah, man, you go ahead. I'm fine. I'll stay here. You're going to miss out. And you're going to take his ass to the club. Damn, they're calling home every five minutes to make sure she's still at home. The only people she could talk to were her girlfriends. And, of course, they worked out a plan for her to leave her. Now, there's another type of jealousy. And this is an unhealthy jealousy. When that person doesn't want to be like you, they want to be you. You're a successful person at your profession. And that person admires you so much as your partner that they want to be successful, not like you. They want your success. They want to take your place. And they make strives and efforts to do so. And this is an unhealthy relationship at this point. Because it has nothing to do with your gender, nothing to do with your race, it has to do with your success. They're jealous because you're successful. You made something of yourself, you've done something, and that person who's with you don't feel as though they've accomplished anything, even though they've done things in their own right, for their own merit, but they don't really value it. They value what someone else has or someone else does. And so therefore, they have an inferiority complex already built in. I had a friend of mine one time, I'll never forget it. She had bought a brand new Mercedes. Back then, it was a 450 SEL convertible. Nice car. It was candy apple red, tan interior, chrome rims, had the hard removable top and the convertible top. It was a nice car altogether. And I'll never forget what she said to me. She said, I'm envious. And I said, envious of what? I want a Lotus. Well, at that time, a Lotus was going for about 45000 the one that she wanted, this free with all of the bells and whistles. And I told her, I said, maybe you should just go on and now budget to get one. She obsessed over this person that she worked with who had a lotus of spray. And this woman was professional. She was a senior executive and made a lot of money. And 
this woman, every time I would talk to her, she would obsess about what this woman wore, how much money she had, property she owned, cars, and it got scary. <clears throat> and I asked her one day, I said, you could be like her one day. She says, no, I want to be her. And at that point, I didn't quite understand what that meant. Until I saw some of the things she started to do. Changed her hair color. Making her face up like her. Wearing similar clothes. Going way over budget with some of the things she was doing. Based on the salary. And then eventually... She traded the Mercedes in and got her used Lotus Esprit. But what it came down to, she was jealous of this woman because this woman had every man in the company swooning over her and she wanted that same experience. There are men that do this to each other. You know, one of the most weird things I've ever seen in my life there was a YouTube uh, host and I think they took his channel down it comes up and goes down every once in a while he will go and say something on the show like I only want to speak to women only women call in I'd be damned if men don't call in first the men will call in well before the women wasn't gay or anything like that but it was these men who were jealous that he had a show they were jealous of his views and opinions and they were jealous of the fact that he could attract women you see the only thing women really require out of a man is respect start with that first I'm talking about good women. I'm not talking about the materialistic girls. These women are just looking for a good man, a good place to lay their heart. It's nothing complex. Someone who's considerate of them. But they don't have to go through a whole bunch of red tape in order to be with them. And here's the thing. Men look for the same thing in women. But the problem comes down when a person expects you to accept them with all of the weeds, all the trolls, and all the bugs associated with their lives. True enough, a lot of people will have baggage. I will never say everyone has baggage. And the reason why I would never say that is because some people actually put their lives in order and structure it in such a way that they've already done the due diligence on their lives and cleaned things up. So they'll be presentable to someone. So it's not like an old dam. Now people may have different challenges, yes. But some are lighter than others. And a lot of folks actually get left by the wayside because they have too much damn baggage and don't realize it. Because they've been so accustomed to carrying it. Things that are non-essential. They're still carrying it for no apparent reason. I had a friend of mine that uh, was paying this woman's phone bill, her cell phone bill. 
because she had lost her job. They had dated at one time. They broke up. And she just needed a little help at that time. And so he paid for a phone bill, got her a decent phone. Nothing like a $300 phone, nothing like that. I think this thing was no more than 100 bucks. But it was decent. And so he went on and did this. And the cool thing about it was that she really appreciated it. And when she got on her feet, she was able to help him out. You know, pay him his money back, basically. And what happened? He had forgotten all about the fact that her phone was on another line on his account. It had been going that way for years at that time. He started dating this new lady. And that's the first thing she noticed. As she started dealing with trying to get his life in order with his bills. And she told him, she says, uh, so who's this person with this other line on your account? And he told her, a friend of mine. Have you ever dated her? Well, yes. She needs to get her own line. He didn't like the fact that she came in making demands. So, of course, it was problematic. And he asked me about it, and I told him, I said, yeah, she's right. You know, she's able to fly fly herself now. You could just go ahead and let her get her own line. She's got the phone. And, of course, at this time, the new woman started making other demands. She wanted to check his phone on a regular basis. But then he had all these milestones he had to meet. And then she made it seem like he had all this baggage with the ex still carrying the phone on the ex and all this. But the thing was, he had no debt. All his bills were paid. His car was paid off. The only thing he paid was his utilities and rent. But now she's making all these demands. This woman was over $200,000 in debt. Telling him he needed to get his life together. And she was the one that needed it. What she was trying to do was eliminate the competition so she could come in, bring all of her baggage, all of her financial debt, and drop it at his doorstep. And so eventually she leveled with him and told him how far she was in the hole. She had lost her house to foreclosure. Car had been repossessed. And then she hit him with, you're the man. You're supposed to take care of this. She got upset because, one, he wouldn't let her move in with him. Number two, he said no when she asked about adding her on to the lease. And that caused a lot of friction. And she was jealous of the other woman. And by the way, he never did take her off. He never did cut that line. He kept that line. But at the time, I didn't know that this was actually taking place with this other woman, with the new woman. I thought they just had a decent relationship. But in postmortem, he told me all about it. And once she found out that she couldn't just go there and use him, basically... She was done with him. She left as quick as she came. 
his ex-girlfriend got the play-by-play from him the whole time that she was coaching him. Whatever you do, don't let that woman move in. Don't let her own the lease. Don't let her drive your car. Don't, 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 don't. And it worked to his advantage. Because she was jealous of the fact that she could not isolate him. There are various reasons why people become jealous over things. And usually it's a self-serving jealousy. And if you have a person that's feeding an insecurity, it's just like feeding an addiction. They're both the same. That insecurity has to be fed in some kind of way. Just like that addiction. Let me put it to you frankly. Take, for instance, a person is trying to keep up with the Joneses. What's the first thing they have to do? See what the latest thing the Joneses have, right? So these are the folks that'll go out and stand in line for an iPhone at 5 o'clock in the morning, waiting for the store to open. These are the people that will sit in line for Nike tennis shoes. Now you have some exploiters out there that want to just go out there and buy it early so they can mark it up and sell it on eBay. But you have also those individuals that's got to have it first. Because what that does, it feeds an insecurity of being left out. It feeds an insecurity of not being in the know, of not being trendy, of not being in the latest attire. That's what it's about. Now, let's look at an addiction. You don't have too much money. That addiction says, you know, you probably could win 100 bucks tonight. Now you need to stop. That addiction says, I think you need to get up off your ass and go to that casino right now, even though it's 3 o'clock in the morning, and figure out whether or not you're going to win $100. So that addiction makes them do something that they really don't want to do but they do it to serve that addiction. Rational mind is saying, no, you really can't afford it. The addiction says, shut the hell up, he's going. Same thing when it comes down to that inferiority complex with those sneakers. Damn, those sneakers are $200, I really can't afford them. But I'm gonna be looking good, everybody's gonna be looking at me, I have all the attention. What's that insecurity telling you? You better buy those damn sneakers because if you don't buy those sneakers, you're going to be left out and everybody's going to be laughing at you because you'll be wearing the old sneakers and you need to wear the new ones. But I really don't want to blow all that money on that. Well, do you have a choice? Because i got to be fed. I'm your insecurity. Yeah, you're right, you're right. And before you know it, They're going out there and doing it. Why are they doing it? For the attention of others. See, that's where the addiction and the inferiority complex differ. That's where the fork in the road is. The inferiority complex is fed by you purchasing something in order to feel better or doing something in order to feel better. So, 
by doing that. The benefit is this. You feel better now because you feel complete. And you also feel as though you can approach other people that are going to admire you. Now, with the gambling addiction, the difference is this. What happens when a gambler loses? They feel kind of down. They may have that zeal when they can win again. Because what they want is a victory. So if they hit a jackpot, what are they going to do? Brag about it. Tell people about it. Gloat in that moment. Now, the difference is, after he bought those shoes and fed that insecurity, what happens to him then? A few months later, guess what? His interest goes down in those shoes. Because now those shoes are old because they have a new model coming out. And so now he's got to feed that beast again. And what makes him feel better is, hey, I can sell these shoes on eBay and get some money back for them, and those people will be wearing my old stuff. So it makes him feel good to be in front of somebody or superior to someone else until he gets his next rush. And that's the way it works. It's a cycle. And young folks, this is how these marketing companies make money off of you. Making you feel less than because you don't have it. And you feel better after you've used it and given it down to someone else, whether it's through a sale or something like that. How many of you ladies have a friend who has a lot of uh, fashionable clothes and they hand them down to you because they're out of, out of season or they're no longer popular and yet they wind up going shopping? Well, you got to remember, you're stroking their ego by taking those things because it makes them feel better. Even though they may do it in a, benev- a benevolent context, But if they're going out there mining for new clothes, they're just trying to get you to help them clean their closet. And oh, don't you hear this all the time? Well, I gave away so much high brand stuff. It's ridiculous. That strokes that self-esteem. Makes them feel better. You see, that gambler, because that addiction is not loyal to the gambler. Just like that inferiority complex is not loyal to the person. So, after that rush is gone for the gambler, and they break about even, and they come back home, what do they say to make themselves feel better? Well, it could have been worse. I could have lost all my money. So, that urge has gone away for a while. Just like that urge to buy those sneakers have gone away for a while. But it's going to be very ugly yet again. We'll talk more in a second. The most hurtful form of jealousy 
It is for a person to find out their partner has been with someone else intimately. The reason for this has to do with that partner being yours, some sort of ownership of that partner, ownership or a stake in their emotions, feelings, being. And now this person has freely given themselves away to someone else that you had to work to get to. Your partner has given themselves away to this person and that other person has something of interest that caused your partner to go there. So it's a hurting thing. It's something that that individual has that you doesn't, that you don't, <laughs> that you doesn't, I love it, that you don't. And it could be a plethora of things. And you try to find out exactly the reason why. Why did you cheat? Why did you leave me? What was wrong with you? What were you thinking? These are questions you ask them. But yes, you're hurt emotionally. But there is an underlying sense of jealousy because somebody took something from you. And being that they've taken something from you, you want to figure out a way to get it back. But that manifests in different ways. Some people will go for revenge as a means to get even. Revenge cheating some people will use. Others will go and say, I'm going to be just like that person that you were out with so that you won't have to leave home next time. Others may say, go on and do what the hell you want to. I don't care. And they'll still hold that resentment and later it may form into a grudge. Now, the thing you have to realize with the grudge, and usually that comes not too far after jealousy, especially if it's a situation where there's a goal that they cannot attain. If they cannot attain a certain goal, then what they will do, they will have a level of envy and resentment that will come down in a grudge because they feel as though something was done to them unjustly. Well, they cheated on you. Of course it's unjust. And so now what happens? Being that that's the case, that grudge goes nowhere. It stays. So even if they divorce you or break up the relationship, that grudge is still there. And now that's something they have to carry with them. And that's extra weight that they put on themselves. That's the extra burden they chose to carry. And they're going to carry that into another relationship until the day they pass away, in many cases. Not going to let it go. Some of you right now have family members that have had grudges for decades. So bad that even after your parents passed away, they've passed the grudge on to you to keep against those family members.
and it varies. See, there's also individuals that want you to be jealous of them, but they have nothing to be jealous of. And this is their way of coping with their inferiority complex. They do this for a reason. In the black community, you see a lot of black women cut down black men. What even good a chance? Cut them down. Talk about them negatively. And the reason why they do that deliberately is because they want that black man to be jealous of her. But what usually happens, these men move on. They're looking for an audience. I saw two women on YouTube arguing about how many likes they had. And they were posting each other's videos. Bitch, I got 30,000 likes. Bitch, you only got 20,000. Ha, ha, ha. Grown women in their 40s doing this. So it varies. But one thing you need to keep in mind with jealousy. It's an emotion you can control. You're not entitled to have what everybody else has. It's not designed or meant for you. A lot of people will go from birth to the grave trying to seek wealth, trying to be a Bill Gates, trying to be a Donald Trump, trying to be whomever they aspire to be, and miss out on being themselves throughout that whole process. I knew a man in Los Angeles for years until the day he died. When California first came in with the lottery back in the 1980s, he was buying up lottery tickets at 100 bucks a week. most that man's ever won off the lottery was about $2,000 before he passed away. Threw all that money away all those years. He wanted to hit it big. The rich folks are not the only people that need to be rich. Us poor folks need to be rich too, he used to say. But sometimes you have to accept what's not meant for you. Now, if it were to happen, all to the good. But are you going to hold your life up for that? Are you going to deny yourself living because of that? You don't know what the Joneses are doing. Keeping up them with, with them is foolish. Because you don't know what they have. You don't know what they're going through. The Joneses could buy a brand new pickup truck... And the wife might have to sell ass in order to pay for it. You don't know what they're doing. There's a guy I knew that worked for another brokerage. And at first he was driving a regular Toyota Corolla to work. Thing was all banged up. Then a few months later, he's driving an Aston Martin Lagonda. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, well, damn, you came up. Oh, man, you know, I had to do it, you know, working at the company. But he wasn't working at the company anymore. But he was done with selling drugs. 
and it lasted for a very short period of time, for about six or seven months after he got the car. Then he got busted, went to prison, lost everything. But what it was about, it was about status. It was about keeping up. It was about that inferiority complex that he had. See, here's the thing, folks. You have to be securing yourself. If you have a windfall in life, all that's all well and good. But one thing you can't do. Money will not make you happy if you're not already happy. The only thing it's going to do is make you comfortable in the things you do. You have more experiences. It cuts down on some of the systemic worry that you may have, such as bills. But the problems that you have that are not tangible through money, those are issues you have to deal with. See, people come in with a windfall from life insurance or lottery or whatever. And I'd watch those clients lose their money dollar by dollar sometimes because they've never been used to money. And of course, the last thing they're going to do is listen to somebody who could tell them what they probably should do with their money. They didn't care. They want to hear any of our representatives, brokers, or any Charter Life underwriters, I don't know. They didn't want to hear none of that. They knew what they were doing. They would listen to Cousin Ed, Aunt Sue, Uncle John. And these people would come back in two or three years later, broke. And it's too late then. This one man came into some big money. He had a rich aunt who had a lot of stocks that she had bought way back in the 1930s and 40s. And these things went through the roof. Cash them in, he had a pretty good amount of money. Almost around seven, eight million dollars that she had left him in a wheel. Cashed out. He wanted his money. He invested about 250000 with us in the euro market at the time. And the rest of it, he said, I'm going to handle it. So he went out and bought brand new cars for all of his family and friends. He went and paid off mortgages and helped pay houses down and bought him a nice home. And then, the allergy check hit. couple of things he didn't realize. One, he had to pay the interest on the money that was in the bank. They couldn't touch it at first after it had been taxed the first time. And so, second time around, they had to get him for the tax on the interest that he made. He didn't have the money. Those people that he helped along the way with cars and everything, they didn't know him. They turned their backs, family members, friends that he had helped out. But see, one thing you have to understand, 
when you sometimes are successful, you're going to have to deal with jealous people, whether they're your partner or your family and your friends. And what you need to do at that point is really reevaluate the quality of your relationship. Get your emotions out of it and be more practical. Because you're going to have a mini person come to you with their hands out. And they're going to think they're entitled to it because they've known you for so long. Just because someone knows you doesn't entitle them to anything. What have they done with you? What have you done with them? That's what you have to look at. What were the actions throughout that period? Just because you knew them does not entitle them to a windfall. A lot of folks miss out on that. Oh, but it's family. Half of these sports figures that go out and make all this money and they're buying their family members all these different things. Some of the family members hadn't spoken to them until they got that windfall. And they used that money in order to try to make good, in order to try to be in good graces with them. Not realizing that many of those folks are going to be the very people that turn their backs on them if they ever fall on hard times. So you have to be more practical. You have to really reevaluate where you're going to go. You get a windfall, I would strongly advise you to get with you a damn good accountant and a damn good lawyer. Someone that can set you up a living trust. Someone that can put your money in the market properly. And someone that will always have a reserve fund for you. So in that way, you have your assets structured in a way where you don't have to kiss the lips of poverty again. Depending on hearsay and, oh, well, you know, my uncle says that this is a good investment. Get with you somebody that knows what the hell they're doing. Why in the hell do you think most of these people who are wealthy stay that way? They do it for a reason. Because they don't want to roll back. They want to go forward. But what you cannot allow to happen is for you to get to a point where you're so jealous that you're going into the hole, spending money you don't have in order to keep up with somebody else or because you have an insecurity complex, an inferiority complex and feel as though you have to spend in order to keep up with Joe Smuckatelli a Diane Rottencrotch or whoever the hell. You have to create your own destiny. You have to set your own standards. Because until you do, you're going to be chasing your tail. And with that partner of yours, you're going to have to do the jealousy check as well with that partner. Whether you're a man or a woman. Because you'll probably find out when you have money, people do change. But they change into the person they really were in the first place. Not from what you thought they were.
And this is where we get it wrong. Because a lot of times we'll say, oh, well, now since I got this money, you change. No. They were that way the whole time. The thing is, you never noticed that change in them. That change was when you met them and they were so nice and jovial. The real person is who you're seeing now. After you made it. Thank you for listening, folks. Take care. Romantic Truth would like to take this opportunity and applaud our listeners and over 40 countries for their support. If you need someone to talk to in regards to help, you may contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255, available 24 hours. All correspondences read on the show have been pre-screened and pre-approved by the submitter to be aired on the show. The views and opinions of this podcast does not reflect those of Romantic Truth, Anchor, Spotify, or any of its affiliates. The opinions expressed are solely those of the host and guests, and should not be deemed as professional guidance, advice, or a professional practice. In the event you may need professional assistance, contact your local federal, state, or county agencies for specific assistance in social services, family counseling, or mental health services. For all medical, legal, and financial services please contact the appropriate licensed and certified professionals within your region. The music that is provided on this podcast that is not provided by Anchor is used under waiver by Jaws and One Music for fair use. Please be advised that the content of this podcast is under copyright by Romantic Truth and James Adams.